When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more. Only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams in SD requires eligible port in. See store for details. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Nate Kavner. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Welcome to our show. Road. I'm a little concerned about you. You're looking a little bit I'm stressed. So stressed. You have that face on you. I'm so upset. So Eve. I feel you need to share something with me. Can I you? am having a running battle by email with somebody that I would have considered a friend. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's Kylie not Minogue. unusual. What? Kylie well, then that's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie Minogue by email. I'm having war with Kylie Minogue at the moment, right? And I'll tell you why. Because. She doesn't strike me as being nasty now. Come on, what's going no, on? No, I'm sure she's a very decent person, but I'm just, we're, ha- we're having words at the moment. Okay. Because uh, she released one of her albums that has never been on vinyl before. She's okay. released it now. All right. Fever. The one with Can't Get You Out of My Head. Oh, okay. And she released like a special version of it through her website. There's only a couple of copies. You know, the way Kylie does this. A couple of copies. They're 400 quid <laughs> for my darling fans. Uh, and it was like a silver version of the album. Mm. It arrived. It doesn't play. It doesn't play. And loads of people have bought it and it doesn't play. So um, I contacted them. I was like, Kylie, what's the story? We've always got on up to now. Surely what's going on? And uh, they've offered a 25% discount. No. Because it doesn't play. No. I'm very, I'm very upset. But then, you see, I think they think people buy collector's editions not to play them. Well, Fair enough, I also have the white vinyl. I know. <laughs> it's not a massive problem, but However, I'm However, a record I'm, I'm should still, be able to play. I, I'm still annoyed. Let's be honest, a record should be able... It should be able to play. Because that's spoken as a musician, Niamh. Yes, it is. I, yeah. I would be heartily it's disappointed. All, it's not about Kylie in like the fold-out poster. It's about Kylie singing the songs. There's a fold-out poster. There's a big poster, yeah. No. It's, a, it's a lot. 60 quid for a record that doesn't play. And I'm, I'm having war with... I, I mean, it's not Kylie okay. on the email. It's... I was going to say, she might be a bit busy elsewhere. It's probably Danny, in fairness. Like, <laughs> totally Kylie's thrown her a few quid to do the online shop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, do you think you can get over it? But if they send me a replacement, I'll get over it. Oh. But if not, I'll rinse her online. Rinse her. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. Oh yeah, I'm sure that will help her brand. No end. Yeah, I'm sure that's what she's worried about. <laughs> terrible she's damage. called out on agony rants. <laughs> 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 but and, but the thing about it is though Oh to have that power Kylie's a businesswoman She could be sending the emails herself We don't know No she Do you know what She strikes me as a very decent sort In situations like that Like I don't know about you But I have sometimes You know when can someone, somebody emails your website mm-hmm. 
to ask you to do something. Mm-hmm. And I do sometimes pretend there's another layer in between me and them. Like I would say, like, oh, but the problem is, <laughs> I, I usually make a balls of it. Like I'll say something like, unfortunately, like Garode would love to be able to, you know, Attend perform your at your event. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, I'm really busy that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm washing my hair. Yeah. <laughs> are we doing our show on today, Grode? Uh, this week we're talking fears and phobias. Oh. oh. So tell me about your big fear. What are you afraid of, Neve? How oh, can I make it better? Oh gosh. Um, weirdly, you know, this is going to be a bit weird. I, I don't have, I'm not afraid of stuff, right? I'm a little bit afraid of heights, right? Okay. Uh, but it's it's a manageable fear. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a like irrational fear. Um, I'm not a, afraid of small beasties. I don't like earwigs, but lots of people don't like them. But, yeah. you know, and, and, a, and a sudden earwig has a whole other thing happening. But, you know, a basic, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. I've, I've been you in caravans. in a place where you're not expecting it. I've been in caravans and you take a jumper down and the earwig is sudden, right? It's just like there. That's a sudden yeah, yeah. earwig. Okay. So then you, you lie in, in your bed at night wondering, are they in here? Yeah, <laughs> in yeah, yeah. my eating and eat my brain oh, you know yeah, that sort yeah. of thing yeah. but that's not really an irrational thing no. I, I don't have an like I can't go into that room fear after okay it's yeah. not like yeah, that yeah. I can I can get rid of the earwig I can steady my heart rate very quickly and get <laughs> over that right I have two things that I just cannot get past right okay so one is kind of funny it's the irrationality of this is I am afraid of horror films, right? And I mean, I'm proper, if I'm watching a movie, whatever that movie's about, I'm in it. So in other words, if you want me to cry, I am roaring in about five minutes. And if you want me to laugh, I'm really laughing. That's fine. Except horror movies, of course, I'm living it. And so I will be afraid of the monster or the potential of the monster Whatever it is, right? And even in the classic version of the fly, when it went to the man's head on the spire, on the fly, and he's on the, he's oh, on the yeah, web, yeah, 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 which is clearly not quite CGI'd in the level of CGI <laughs> they have now, and I'm freaked out, right? And several nights traumatized by that, and the same with the spy who loved me. That put I couldn't for a month after I watched James Bond and your man with the metal teeth. Oh wow! Right, okay, so I can watch any amount of serial killers coming in and killing people, dismembering them and not feeling any way concerned about that that's going to happen to me. So is it like supernatural paranormal sort of stuff yes, that freaks you out totally more than... it is totally irrational that I could be afraid of that but not of somebody who could come in and basically chop my head off. And I don't understand why that is. I'm quite calm. As a matter of fact, I'm mildly interested. Mildly interested. <laughs> in a, like if a serial killer knocked on the door you'd be like... Come Tell me in. about your childhood. It's, yeah, a little bit like that. Maybe <laughs> I should have been a... the slightest whiff of a Ouija board or anything Oh, no, like it's that. all You're, over I, for yeah, me. Okay, it's all yeah. over. I can't. There's no balance in that. And, and that's the no, weirdest that's weird. thing. You know, it's not unusual to be afraid of a horror film. Uh, although a lot of people love that kind of feeling. Yeah, they but you, re- you feel it deep. But I feel it deep. Okay, that's definitely the performer thing because it's like you are really good at being, per- being performed too. Oh, really? Because you're really receptive. I am very receptive. You want me in your audience. You're... I, I'm basically like, re- receptive audience. I am. I am. You are the dream I'm, audience. You want me. You want me in your life. So, tell me then, like, what is the worst horror situation you've had? Like, what what's the worst horror film for you? Watched, like the worst one. I watched The Exorcist one and two. Oh jeez. I snuck I out when I was that. young, right? And to be honest, you know, the effects nowadays are ridiculously fabulous, but. Honestly, uh, an ex brought me to that. I'll never, ever forget it. I was 
traumatized. I, I, I couldn't. I crawled out of that cinema, and it was a double bill. So, I, like, I lived oh, through the, the two, two of them together. I, 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 oh, oh I couldn't. God. I just no. couldn't. I mean, to be fair, one one of my first dates out to the cinema was to see E.T., and even that traumatized me a little bit. But you know, I just. Do you know what? I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little bit blunt here. Oh, I, oh, about me? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, um, I'm not a fan of E.T. Okay, well, that's all right. I don't like. I don't get it. He's not real. It's like he won't care. I don't understand why they make films mm. that are films Ooh. that are designed to make kids cry. I think it's so manipulative. Ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mother. I swear to God, I live to make kids cry. <laughs> the one thing that is actually, I just cannot get over. Right. I can't get over it. I've tried and I've accepted that I'm 53 and I will never get over this. Right. And it happened when I was young and I know why it's happened. But I have to tell you, I live in fear of a pre-made sandwich. <gasps> now I'm intrigued. OK. And Go on. OK. The reason for this is I can't cope with margarine in a sandwich. Nothing wrong with margarine if you're going to bake with it or do the things you're supposed to do with margarine. Okay. When I was young, we used to get free sandwiches and then you'd get lumps of margarine with terrible lumps of gristly corned beef. In school. In school. Free sandwich. I know it was a good thing to be given free sandwiches. But there was margarine. Margarine on it. And even to this day... I can, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick thinking well, about it's it. It's disgusting. Like, I mean, if you're expecting butter and you get margarine, that's foul. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm not going to lie. Uh, however, the thing about this is <laughs> I'm a butter girl. Okay. Right. Kerrygold or nothing for me. Okay. And I think if I say Kerrygold often enough and I say it all the time in oh, every yeah. interview. Oh, yeah. Kerrygold, if you want to sponsor Agony Rants. Get in touch. Kerrygold is the queen and king and universe of butters. The best butter you can buy. Right? Okay. I'm not going to say that. No, it I is. I tell everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually froze it to bring it to Nashville with me because I couldn't get it anywhere when else. When you were recording the album. That's right. <gasps> so I love Kerrygold. And when I'm away on Europe a lot, I lose loads of weight because quite frankly, I don't eat the butter. And I don't eat it. Now, you can make me a sandwich, Gerold, and I'd be delighted if I can see that you're making the sandwich and if you're using Kerrygold, I might even let you put butter on it. But I will gladly accept a sandwich from you with no butter on it. But okay. I can't cope if I've I haven't seen, seen it. I've never seen you eat a sa- sandwich out. Yeah. But I do have something similar mm. is I can't eat public lettuce. Okay. Like lettuce out in public and that's because public I worked lettuce, in... Public lettuce as yeah, opposed to lettuce, private lettuce. Private lettuce. <laughs> private lettuce I don't have a problem with. Yeah. Public lettuce, no. Uh, and that is because I worked at McDonald's when I was in college. Okay. And we used to have, like, you put a handful of lettuce onto a Big Mac. I'm well aware. And there is nothing more disgusting to me than seeing bare hands going into lettuce. Mm. It actually turns my stomach. So like, anything that I have lettuce on, like if I get a sandwich, I pull the lettuce off. Okay. Even though I would eat the lettuce, but I just can't bear the thought Just of it. lettuce? No, it's just, it's only lettuce. It's weird. I mean, it, to be fair, the same hands go in and get the pickles. And yeah, the, and the and I've no problem, but for some reason, it's only the lettuce. lettuce. It's, it's, do you know what? I cannot, if I haven't seen a sandwich being made, it doesn't matter if the buffet of life is out in front of you. I could not eat that sandwich. And even if you brought out a, a wrapper with Kerrygold on it, I still wouldn't be able to get past whether that is actually what you use on it. It's the weirdest thing. Now you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I, know. I, can't, I can't wait to see what people say about this episode. Agony Rants. It was quite a funny show and then Neve Cavanaugh lost her mind over it. <laughs> 
lost all sense of reason over sandwiches. What an episode. My fear is actually snakes. I can't handle it. Like, it's so bad that if I see a snake on the television, mm. I will literally, like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. Okay, I get that. And I, I, I don't know where it came from. Well, I, I th- I've only recently found out that my dad is also afraid of snakes. Oh, okay. So, so it must be genetic? something that I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, Do you think my children will be living there, Marjorie? <laughs> right now, they're in England going, no, not Stork. No, no. <laughs> but like, I am absolutely, like, genuinely terrified of them. Yeah. And, I've, and the thing about it is, though, the weird thing is, I've come across snakes in real life. What, like, just like there. Yeah. I was in, when I was in Los Angeles, I went to Santa okay. Monica and yeah, I was walking enough, down the, the pier. I was going to say, you didn't, like, not here. No, no, <laughs> not no. Not in no. Dublin. But I was walking down the pier and there was a man with a big snake wrapped around him on the pier. Okay. And it was really weird because I looked at him and went, oh my God, that's a snake. I'm terrified of snakes. Okay. And I just very calmly just had to walk away. Now, I did walk for about half an hour in the wrong direction. <laughs> but, but one of my friends was like, I thought you'd actually lose your mind and you didn't. But I just got such a... Yeah, but that's shock. Pan- it was, yeah, it was shock because I, I shock. was actually awake all night. Okay. And the other time that I met them was I was doing a thing for FM 104 in Ireland, the the, the radio station. Mm. And they were they had this pod, this YouTube show uh, around I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah. I was I was walking into the set mm. and uh, I just said, oh, my God, I, I actually can't watch I'm a celebrity. Like, so I, I had notes on the show, bits that I, mm. little clips I'd seen. I was like, but I haven't watched the whole thing because I'd never watch it because I'm terrified of snakes. Yeah. And they were like, oh God, well, uh, you're in for a treat. And mistake. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what do you mean I'm in for a treat? Oh no. And they're like, oh, have you been in? And I was like, no. And they're like, oh yeah, there's loads of snakes on the set. And I was just like, no, no, no. I can't do it. Like, so they were getting ready to film this thing. I was like, I can't do it. I'm really sorry, but I, I actually just cannot. Go in. And they were like, oh, we'll get rid of them. We'll get rid of them. And I was like, no, no, no. Even. If Even this is, is a sniff of like, it. don't surprise me with one. Or like, I was like, I will lose my mind. I would lose. I would lose my mind. Like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I had to actually stand across the road from FM one hundred and four. Yeah. While they went in with boxes to take <laughs> all of the snakes out, and there's a band with a walkie-talkie that then went over and got me and brought me in. Like, they were bringing the snakes out one door. I went in the other door, filmed the thing, and then I left immediately. And then and they had, had a shower back in, and I and was tried not to think about snakes. Demented for about two weeks. I remember somebody asking if I wanted to be hypnotized. To get rid of it, because you can get hypnotized to get rid of it. How 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 serious is that? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, like you can get hypnotized, and within like fifteen minutes after being hypnotized, you'd be able to hold a snake. But I was just like, oh god, no. How often does that come up in your life? <laughs> like, I mean, so. is it worth getting hypnotized to be able to touch a snake when the opportunity for that or the actual need, reason for that wouldn't come up very often? I would have thought. I'd be very disappointed in myself, even if I was brave enough to touch a snake. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Like if I beat it, I'd be annoyed. Like if you beat the I snake, the, or if you beat the <laughs> well, I, I think of all the opportunities I've missed in all of the years when I what? wasn't when I was afraid of snakes. Opportunities? What? Yeah, I, what, I did, what did you miss I mean, being I got, afraid of snakes? I, <laughs> what, I, I could have gone. I could have worked in a circus. I could have like could have gone to live in Thailand. <laughs> Dan is afraid of wasps. And apparently Dan created an incident on the M50 because uh, he must, well, he must have done because he says, I got out of my car on the M50 because one flew in. I blame the My Girl ending. Oh, Dan. My Girl. Bless Macaulay you. Culkin died. Was it? it was Macaulay Culkin, I wasn't it? I yeah, was yeah. crying. She was crying. I, she was crying. Can you imagine the mess I was? <laughs> Can you imagine? 
honestly, I cried so much at that movie. Like, <laughs> I know. I, do you know what? I never watched the end of it. It's back to the E.T. thing. I don't like a, uh, movies you know that make happens? kids cry. But you didn't watch the end of it. I know because What's I knew I knew it was happening. Gone the I know. Trauma. I knew. Do you know? I had the My Girl poster as well because one of my friends worked. His dad worked in the cinema. And we used to get all the posters, and I had a poster of My Girl, and then. I heard what happened. I was like, no, I can't. You know, we want the wasps to die and we're afraid of the wasps. We're okay with a bee, though. Yeah. Are we? I... Because bees do good for the world. But actually, the wasps also do good for the world. They do. Have you ever been stung by a wasp? I've only ever been stung I've by been a wasp. I've been stung by both, actually. Oh! I once got stung by a wasp when I was getting out of the shower and I stood on it. As, yeah. Mm. I couldn't get over the pain of it. No, I couldn't. Is, you stood on the sting or the. I stood on the wasp and the, it stung me. Oh, uh, well. I mean, we're good. To be fair, you stood on <laughs> Did he die in the. Did that wasp die? He did. I yeah. think it came off Crushed the wasp. Crushed I mean, as sore <laughs> as your sting was, that he died well, for that. Well, the wasp we can talk about it on his podcast. <laughs> Jen says butterflies. I literally scream if one comes near me and I'll jump and run in the opposite direction. Butterflies. Now, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I am on board with that because so many people are terrified of moths. And not butterflies. And not butterflies. But they're the same. They're exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like a moth at a parade. Well, you know, it a moth at a parade. Yeah, done up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like Mardi Gras. Yeah. Mardi Gras <laughs> it's for, like a Mardi for butterflies Gras every day. Yeah. You know. Um I know. It's 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 a really you know, we could go down a road here now where we talk about, you know, are you a moth or a butterfly? You know, it depends on the day. You know, that feels like a whole show on its wear, own. You are what you wear, Neve. You are what you wear. <laughs> don't look at me right now. Just don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm definitely on my moth day today. <laughs> my sisters are afraid of the daddy long legs. You know, the ones that, yeah, the, you know, because yeah. they're gangly and they're kind of, you know, whatever. They and jump. Yeah. yeah. yeah and gross. one summer when I was quite young, the whole side of the house was, is white, you know, where we lived. Oh yeah. And so that used to heat up during the day and then they would just flock to it <sighs> so much. Like you couldn't say how many were on there. There were like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds oh. of them all over this wall. And that summer I made a fortune because basically I charged them 10 pence a Tempence ago to get rid of Daddy Long Legs in the house because they used to be freaked, like oh totally God. freaked. And I bought a Parker pen out of it. Just so. fancy know. as you like. Do you I know, know what I will say about school with a Parker pen? That I, year. When I was a kid, I used to like smack Daddy Long Legs and crush them. Oh, really? I know. See, this is the thing that annoys me now. You know, when someone's afraid of something and you're like, oh, I'll get rid of it. And they're like, don't kill it. And you're like, oh. Yeah, well, You've then don't be afraid it. of it. Yeah, don't be. Thank, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> How can you be afraid? Yeah, I know, I get that. Emmy Lou. I like the name. Uh, you know, I she's, is she not? Like Emmy a... Lou, I'm a big fan of Emmy Lou. Emmy Lou. I have to say, Emmy Lou, lovely girl. Yeah. Um, I think the strangest fear I've come across was a girl at school who was terrified of bananas. It is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've Googled it. Banana phobia. Is it? Well, really? well, I, which I think that's actually, like, that's a real <laughs> cop out, isn't it? It's like. It's like so, an Irish so not, where it's the same in English and Irish, but they just put a father on it. And you're like, ah, you didn't even try. <laughs> Banana phobia. That's like, are you sure you look at a reputable site? Is this like, <laughs> are you sure you look at the right? Bananaphobia.com. Like, 
the late night site for all your <laughs> no, for all your banana treats. I, 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 I am I am prepared to believe that anybody can be afraid of anything. You know, speaking as a margarine girl, but I'm just you know I don't look at margarine and get afraid of it. Right, <laughs> I'm not afraid that the margarine is going to kill me. Right. Well, it could, apparently one of the reasons for banana phobia is when they go to ripe, they're squelchy. Oh, do you, do you think actually it might be because maybe she already has too much potassium? <laughs> I'd love to believe that. I mean, because that could kill you, you know. That's true. <laughs> now that I get. Now, interestingly enough, right? My sister, she has a phobia. Like it's actually a, it's a proper weird thing. Mm. She's terrified of strawberries. It's it is actually a thing. She faints when she sees a strawberry. Faints when she sees a strawberry. Oh my it's god! Like, if you put the thing in front of her, she just literally will like she go pale and everything. And sometimes there'll be a clatter from the kitchen, and you just be like, oh, she's after seeing the pavlova. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. And it is a thing, and do you know what it is? I googled it. It's called um, trypophobia. And the reason uh, <laughs> the reason that it is a problem is that there is this genuine kind of brain thing about seeing holes that are too close together oh. it's like a fear of like little holes uh, one of my friends has it right this trypophobia <laughs> thing as well so, she, so you have a friend and a sister who has trypophobia I know because basically what happened was are I, you drawn to people <laughs> with trypophobia it's the first thing I look for in a friend do you have a ridiculous phobia no you're very well balanced Unfortunately, we have <laughs> this isn't right. It's not for me. We'll get back to not going to work for me. <laughs> I'll, come back, I'll come back to you with that. Because I was actually slagging my sister to one of my friends who explained it to me because she'd done research because she <sighs> used to get really faint when she was making pancakes. Because you know the way... <laughs> Neve, these are genuine phobias. I'm, no. I'm going to need you to take this more seriously. Because <laughs> when, when, she, when she made pancakes, you know the way... As the dough starts to cook, the bubbles burst and it leaves like all these little holes and she used to get all dizzy. Okay. No, 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 I get that. I, that's kind of like, you, <laughs> you know, but you know, you sometimes see those things where they kind of spin things with, and, and it does, your eyes go a bit funny. I yeah, get par- that. Apparently I get that. that's what happens. Okay. I didn't explain that terribly well, but you know what I'm talking I about. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, to all our trypophobic friends out I'm, there. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. We'd I, like to apologise if we've I, in I, any way trivialised your su- condition. I'm in support of you. I'm really sorry. It's just... I, I, Neve is trypophobic. No, I could... <laughs> McDonough? McDonough. McDonough has an insane fear of birds and asks, is that common? And I'm going to answer, yes, it is, because I know at least three people who are afraid of birds. I think it's that you can't see any emotion on a bird's face. Is it? <laughs> wow, you've really thought about this. <laughs> I think from talking to a couple of my friends who are afraid of birds, I think they never mentioned emotions, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I think it's the speed. And, you know, they can be quite oh, aggressive. No. Some some birds are quite ex- aggressive. And, and and to be fair, we don't, we don't always get to choose, you know, why. That's why it's an irrational, an irrational fear. You know, it's... It, it, you don't get to choose the the embodiment of your fear. <laughs> well, but you know, birds they they're fast. You never know what a bird is thinking. That's not true. There's lots of books that have birds thinking <laughs> and they're talking and everything. But like, <laughs> you look at a cat or a dog. Look at Disney. They're hardly a movie. It's hardly a movie where that bird isn't talking. <laughs> like Big Bird. Okay, Big Bird. But like, you knew what he thought every day. Yeah, he was <laughs> oh, very whingy. <laughs> He's always winching. Yeah, I know, but 
because you know he was he should have been the cute one in there, and then this you know I know yeah the Oscar the even Oscar he didn't it wasn't even as whingy as Oscar the Grouch. Oscar no. Yeah, but Oscar wasn't whingy. He was just grouchy. He was grouchy. And the reason he was grouchy was Big Bird kept whinging. <laughs> That's is, my take. Is this relative That's to my a, take. a fear of birds? I'm really sure they're not afraid of Big Bird, really. Anyway. So, uh, McDonough, yes, it is. And to be fair, you know, we're not belittling anybody's phobias here. We're just finding them amusing. Well, I'm Because not. we're not afraid well, of birds. Well, I'm not. Neve is now almost falling off the chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, next is uh, ne- I absolutely understand this one to be honest with you next Naomi says plasters especially the brown ones yuck can get needles no problem but god forbid they try and put a plaster on me why have you got what why can you understand that I think plasters are the most ridiculous invention ever why because they make a bad situation infinitely worse do you know what they're like they're like a panicky friend you know, look when you have a problem and you go to a panicky friend and all of a sudden you have two problems. <laughs> You've got your original problem and the reaction of this absolute lunatic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yes, I can see how that would be, right? <laughs> but with a plaster, right? If you but cut your hand. Yeah, but sometimes, right, because I cut my hand all the time because I'm cooking. And I know this because I, I, I had a pla- I had two plasters on my fingers uh, about two weeks ago. Okay, as For a about group. three days. Um, okay. I was like, this is a disaster. Okay. Because every time you go to the loo, you have to change them. Okay. When you, I would say, you know, not everybody feels the same about that. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the amount of plasters that go in my house, right? I'm telling you now. <laughs> the, the, I don't think they, I think they even think hand but washing a is a, a plaster. A wet, yeah, no, That's it's not disgusting. nice. They, they all come off anyway. The Then if you're trying to pull off a plaster, you're ripping the hair off. I was doing a gig last week and I had a plaster on my finger oh. and I could see it every time I looked at the microphone and there was a part of me that was did just like, I would stride, ha- like it did, yeah. I was were like, you I, less I, funny? I would have no respect for me. And and the question then is, did your audience, is that because the gig was bad and then you're blaming it on the plaster? Or is no, it's it- a lovely gig. But I was just <laughs> like, I can't believe I've insulted these people by walking on stage with my finger in a plaster. I think they're stupid. I think they're ridiculous. Would you think they'd prefer an open wa- gaping wood? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Maybe a, like a tasteful piece of cotton wool with a little bit of um, elastoplast. A yeah. small bit of gauze. Yeah. Uh, I feel for you, Naomi. That's a hard one. So we have Lenny next. And worms, I can't look at them. Makes me shiver all over. Lenny, I have a funny feeling because you were in a previous show telling me uh, something else that tells me that you're actually my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Because you are either that or you are I scarily like her. Or you could be her friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Lenny, I'm gonna introduce you to my very good friend who has all the same you'll things really, as you. You'll really get on. You'll really yeah, get on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh next up is Finn. Okay, Finn. Who is petrified of crabs and lobsters. I kind of get that. But the thing that I will say about them, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same. Absolutely I was thinking delicious. exactly the same thing. And it's very hard to get them sometimes, the crab meat. is lovely. Oh, it's gorgeous. I know, but, but you know, actually, yeah, but they can really hurt you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I will say is, as much as I detest crabs and lobsters, I had one experience where I ordered lobster when I went for dinner. And I was brought in to, like, pick the one that was going to die. And how did you feel about that? Then? Do you want to tell me? It was horrific. Now... I you still need to lie down it. while you're telling me? I, <laughs> I bet still, you didn't. I, I still ordered it. it. I ordered the biggest one and it was absolutely delicious. But I just felt you very good. You didn't know how you felt about that. Did you feel like, you know, Caligula 
at the time. <laughs> you know, I'm going to choose that person to die. <laughs> Do you come on? Kind of. Yeah. Did you not love that? I'd kind of quite like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the evil queen coming mm-hmm. out. I, no, I didn't like it. I was like, and I, I don't think I'd do it again. You don't want to be responsible, but you, I mean, you're okay with eating the dead thing I after. I mean, it would be a, somebody like, would have killed it. I know. Now, but to be fair, when I did MasterChef. Did you have to shoot a bull? No, there's a whole thing. No, no, <laughs> no. They had this kind of near the, uh, one of the later programs, they had a plethora of loveliness and I took a lobster because they dared me to and I walked in and I gave him a name and everything and then they put a knife in the back of his head and he's to kill him uh, right there and the whole time I was prepping over here I could see him and he was dying for a long time I'm not going to lie it was uh, yeah it was it was oh that's awful it was traumatic <laughs> but you know it was delicious <laughs> It's it's very hard to marry that in your head, isn't it? You know, because something is delicious. I yeah, I can't. I, I mean, know. I love lamb, and yet you know, I can't you see them bounding for the same reason. What? I can't handle it. Oh, I can. I can. I love it. I absolutely love lamb. She'd kill it herself. I get <laughs> with my bare teeth. No, no, no. But you know what I mean. It's like a. It's it's a funny. It's a dichotomy. I, I get that. You know, I get. Yeah. I know people really struggle with that concept in their head. And, you know, that's why they become vegetarian. But then do you sit and think, do vegetables? You know, who knows? Vegetables could have feelings, too. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. And vegetables have feelings, too. Crabs and lobsters, Finn, you know, they are, they could hurt you. They could maim you. They could hurt you. They yeah. could actually maim you. They could take your finger off, you know what I mean? Or your nose or stuff. And that could be maiming. That I understand that. But I I, I don't know. That's that's a healthy fear. <laughs> Keep away from those big pincers. Uh, Suzanne. Uh, oh, this is this is beautiful. Oh, this Suzanne. One. Suzanne says, having chewing gum in my mouth in the bathroom as the germs will stick to it. That's Suzanne's pet peeve. Suzanne, the bathroom is a very contemplative place, right? Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever thought about chewing gum in the bathroom Suzanne there must have been a pivotal moment in your life where that actually was an important thing I'd say it was food poisoning <laughs> well, you know when you've done the top half and you've got, you've got chewing gum to freshen your mouth and then you're doing the second half for about three hours and then you're like oh yeah I never thought of it only just thought of this now Suzanne should be on medication anyway I mean that's Good. not a rational thing to Good. write into a podcast about <laughs> Okay, a little window into your soul there. Okay, well, Suzanne, uh, Suzanne, um, okay, I think that's a very real fear. Anything in the bathroom can be covered with germs. I don't think people really consider that when they're brushing their teeth, where they put their toothbrush. (laughs) True. You know. That is something now. That's a a thing. Keeping your, that's something I've only started doing, right? Is keeping my toothbrush out of the bathroom. Well, I put mine in the drawer. Well, what I think of is, right, if I had, say I had a lovely, delicious fairy cake and it was left in the bathroom on the bathroom sink, there's no, not a hope in hell I would eat it. No, you wouldn't. But you'd brush your teeth. My other pet peeve in the bathroom is my husband uh, likes to use a face cloth. He's mad for a face cloth. And the Same. face cloth, right, and uh, so every day he uses this face cloth and then folds it on the side. It's wet and he folds it. And I then unfold it and hang it over things so it can air 
or perhaps maybe put it in the wash and put a fresh one out. Uh, and he doesn't understand the concept behind that, the fact that the amount of bacteria that is actually <laughs> multiplying inside. I, I, I hope he listens at some point. Imagine no, he, the, mar- your, so the marriage that you will have. The marriage that you will have if he just listens to five episodes the of the show. The divorce we will have. <laughs> Okay, we have... Oh, a problem. I'm, I'm so excited about this. We have a problem. Oh, right? excellent. I love and a problem. Neve, boy, do we have a problem. Oh, oh. Like, when we started this show, I was like, will people write in? Neve. Oh, I know. It's, a, it's they have. lovely. They I love have, that they trust it, us. This, this problem is just next level. I'm, I'm just so excited. Sonia, thank you for entrusting us with your problem. Okay? Okay. It's Dear Neve and Garoad. I'm a big fan of Eurovision and I love Neve, of course. I do not know Garoad, but from listening, I think he's funny. Which <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ignore that slap in the face right at the start. <laughs> because this because is, he is. This, he is, this funny. is. this is very, very good. Okay. I am from Germany and mm-hmm. have spent a lot of time in Ireland as my husband-to-be is Irish. Okay. The reason I'm writing is we are going to be married soon. And I recently found out that a girl who I had a brief affair with some years ago is actually his cousin and is invited to our wedding. Oh, this is like a gift from God for you. <laughs> Come on then. I am bisexual and at the time she was coming out as gay and introduced me to her family. I thought it was a bit much given we were only seeing each other for a little while, but it was important to her at the time. It was only when we were drawing up the guest list that we realised. My fiance knows I am bisexual, of course, and thinks it is funny. However, I presume thinks it is funny that she went out with the cousin. However, uh... I am worried it might cast a shadow over our wedding. I don't particularly want to reach out to her, but my husband says we have to invite them. What do you think I should do? Looking forward to your response, Sonia. Do you want to start, Garoad? I'm so excited by this. Okay, go on. I mean, Neve, as a podcast, the German bisexuals have found us. I love it. It's next level. I First things first, right? If the wedding is happening in Ireland, I mean, this is going to ripple out. People at the wedding are going to know. And my first question is, Can is there any way that myself and Neve can go can be invited to this? <laughs> <laughs> because you don't understand, Sonia, this is the exact situation that we're actually built for. Oh, we love it. I mean, I, we, what we want, what we want, Neve will sing the song, she'll yeah. do you, whatever Anything. you want, she'll sing the Anything. church, you name it. You don't even Neve need to get us dinner. No, not at all. But what we want, sit us <laughs> with the grandmothers, with the homophobic aunt, we want right in there. We want right, we want in at the blast zone is what no. we want, Sonia. <laughs> right where this is all going to kick off. Now, listen. And I will take Neve's mic before she sings the song and I will just casually announce that this is a wedding. And can everybody please stop talking about the fact that the bride used to go out with the groom's cousin? Well, my first observation is, Sonia, what a small world it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's millions of people living in Ireland and this is very Irish that you yeah, yeah. are about to marry someone and you'll have dated a cousin. It, it's Gender is not even the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it, the fact that that is a real thing that happens in Ireland, in the world. Yeah. all over the world. When I travel and I say I'm from Ireland, people say, oh, you must know Billy from such and such. And tragically, 99% of the time, I'll probably fairly know them <laughs> or know someone who knows them. It's a weird thing. You know, it, it, it's nearly you can't throw a rock, but you meet somebody's cousin. Um, I think, actually, Sonia, I totally understand if you're not comfortable 
that mustn't be very ple- pleasant because you're already assuming how they're going to feel about it. Now, I'm going to be all serious here now, but you're assuming how people are going to feel about it. And there will always be people who will struggle a little bit with the bisexual gay thing and all that, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a generational thing. And don't actually. invite them. Drown them. Now, yeah, okay, Rhodes, <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> I'm going to say that you needn't worry from their behalf because you're never going to help how they're going to feel about anything. Hundred percent. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing I'm going to say. You can't change that. If no. your husband to be is aware and doesn't care, then I say, what's the big deal? There is no big deal. There is no big deal. And the truth is, you cannot have a wedding in Ireland without all of your cousins in the world being at it. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Even and, those and who are not your cousins. <laughs> and an Irish wedding. The sad reality of an Irish wedding is that ninety percent of the people at it you're going to absolutely despise. Oh, and that's, that's not you'll true. You'll have two girl. gin and tonics, and you'll realise you're paying for dinner for all of these <laughs> bastards that you've hated since the day you were born. And that's just that's the sad reality of an Irish wedding. And every wedding and funeral you go to afterwards is going to feature the cousin situation. So I say. Brave it out. Brave it out. Brave it out. It, you know, it's no different gender. To me, I think gender aside, the truth is just dating the cousin is enough and yeah. it's done. And, it, and you weren't dating for long. It's no big deal. You weren't exactly engaged to them. Now, unless the cousin is an absolute bunny boiler. Okay, yeah, well, like, that's, and, that's a different issue. And the now. cousin, we also need to Should make sure that... Should have That kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That th- sort of thing. The cousin may not realise... That her for, her ex is marrying her cousin, like okay. that that that's one situation. We we do need to make sure that that cousin that she went out with knows that the girl that her cousin is marrying is the girl that she used to go out with and introduce mm. to her family and all of that. Yeah, because she could be an absolute bunny boiler. Well, no, it could be awkward for the cousin too. Yeah. you know if she doesn't know that, you know. Yeah, but so uh, so I, I, I would assume say, that that didn't end well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, particularly. Yeah, I, let, let's assume it didn't. I think I think for argument's sake, let's assume it didn't. Uh, so yeah. I would, even though you don't want to reach out to her because maybe, you know, things weren't things weren't great. Yeah, you probably should text her or your uh, your hu- husband to be actually should text her because he seems to ab- be absolving himself. Oh yeah, of he all seems all to be embracing the whole situation. Here. <laughs> like he's just really like casual and cool. Um, but he does need to step up here. Maybe he needs to text. Your the cousin. Well, I think I think to be fair, so I feel for you, Sonia, because you know it's difficult. It is very difficult to end up with people at your wedding when you feel this is your day, right? Yeah, and exactly. I get that. If your husband doesn't think this is a big deal, uh, although it might, he might be laughing, that's fine. You, you know, you've been out and open about it. You know who Follow you are. His lead. Uh, if you're bisexual, but you've made your choice now, who the person is that you love. So what? Maybe does she it, hasn't, Neve. Oh. Maybe they have an an open relationship. Move along. That's that's a whole other podcast. Sonia, well done. Sonia, we love you. Enjoy yourself. But Sonia, I'm in support of you. But you know what, actually? Just know that you're going to be marrying the man that you want or the person you want. I think maybe Grode is right, which is rare. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not true. Uh, He's he's often right, but he's a bit extreme. Okay. But, uh, you know, I would say... I like a solution that works and lasts. Let the husband to be reach out to the cousin to make sure that they know before because that might be a listen and a response that might be a little bit over extreme. <laughs> yeah, well, it, like, it's important that if she's going to crack up and go get really upset and annoyed about it, it's important that she does that outside of your day. Yes, of course. You because don't I mean, want it, her to turn up on the day and watch the, the bride come up and go, 
and shout out in the church or wherever you are yeah, does, having the ceremony. Does anybody oh here God. have a reason why this marriage should <laughs> not continue? Actually, I do. <laughs> I think I gender aside, it is awkward when so a previous ex is in there. It, it doesn't matter whether they're related to the groom or anything. Having an ex at anything, yeah. you know, that is cementing a new relationship, that's always quite difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it is a little bit difficult for the person, but sometimes you're thinking about it more than anybody else in the room. So, you know. Great point. So we're going to stop for a moment now to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And uh, if you'd like to support our show and all the shows on Headstuff, then you can become a member for as little as five euro a month. And in return, you will get bonus content from us. And that isn't necessarily photographs of Garode and all of the shows across the Headstuff Podcast Network. <laughs> but it Network. could be, depend, could depend be. on how much is a pledge. Uh, our bonus content is coming soon. So please, please subscribe. I mean, for no other reason than Garode has a very high maintenance cat. The show we're cross-promoting this week is called Phoning It In and it's a, it's the second series. It's very exciting. I'm very excited about it because it was so brilliant the last time. Now, it says here that it's a, like Live Line meets The Goon Show. I have a little bit of a problem with this because I'm a huge Goon fan, you know. It's set the bar high for Neve. You know, Spike Milligan, you know. And well, it does deliver it. Now, I have to say it's pretty good. You know, no pressure, lads. No like, pressure. You, you better be it's really pretty good. Great. And so they kind of ring in for it and they kind yeah. of improv a complaint. Yeah, I haven't been on it yet. Oh, why not? I don't know. Good question, Neve. Yeah, I, why not? Good question. Why have you but, not been on um, it? They, yeah, but what happens is a comedian rings in and they find out what they're there to complain about. Oh. Uh, so it's like whose line is anyway. Absolutely hilarious. That kind yeah. of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen, Brilliant. I'm all over that like a cheap suit. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> well, here's a clip. Have a listen and see what you think. Phoning It In is back. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I'm the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. Think Joe Duffy meets your favourite Irish comedians. Our first episode back is already out and features the young hot guys, Tony Cantwell, Shane Dan Byrne and Killian Sunderman. This season we'll also have lots of bonus material available on Headstuff Plus, including new improv style games with all your favourite guests. Phoning It In is available every fortnight wherever you get your podcasts and on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Um, well, that was another great podcast, Neve. I think we're surely in for awards. Awards, uh, any minute Adulation. Now. If you like the show, please make sure that you leave a review, a positive five stars only, please, review. Yes, yes. Wherever, wherever you do your listening, because we would really appreciate that, wouldn't yeah. we, Neve? Yeah, we would. Uh, you have a very high maintenance cat and Boots needs a lot of support. I got some emails to say that I don't mention Boots on this podcast and that people are quite annoyed. Okay, so... She is my sun, moon and stars. Yeah, I mentioned my husband, my children. You mentioned nobody. True. Hmm. Except I, your sister. I, I play everything close to my chest. Oh, really? Don't give anything away, Neve. So not true. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. 
It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.